Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life. We are convinced that the Bible is God's holy word, perfect and without error. Its perfection delivers what is good and beneficial for those who hear it and heed it. It is perfect for it leads us to the perfect one, the Lord Jesus. He is the bread of life. Let us seek him together through God's word. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. We're considering 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, and through it, the definition of a born-again person. This is important. Jesus said that in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. And the book of 1 John was purposely written to help us identify the reality of the new birth in our own lives. God doesn't want you to be guessing or presuming that you're born again. He wants you to know. This new birth that results is a life that is of God. This new birth, this new life is a life that is of God. The word of there is an important word in this passage. It says born of God because in the Greek, the force of the word actually is a little different. It is out of God. It is thrust out of God. They are born out of God. It's a life that is not separated from him, but the outworking expression of his own life. Martin Lloyd-Jones, is one of my favorite authors, explains it this way. When God creates, he makes something that is external to himself. He does not impart himself to that thing. We don't believe in pantheism, where God somehow is residing in the thing that he makes. He's not residing in the tree. He's not residing in the hills or the country. He's not pantheistically in those things. He makes it separate from himself, but not true when he gives us new birth and new life. When he gives us birth, life to a new child, the Christian, he brings that life to him from out of his own nature. It is out of God. It's an expression of God's own being. That's why Peter says that we are born of incorruptible seed. It's as if Peter was saying that we are born of God's own divine DNA, his life in us, his very being within us. That's again why Peter says, describing this new birth, we are partakers of a divine nature. It's God living in me. It's God living out from me. It's his life. It's the life of God in the soul of men. That is the regenerate life. It's not something that comes to me because of moral reformation. It's not the result of an effort to cultivate better habits. It's not the result of my copious study of the Word of God or of principles and powers. It's not the result of me gathering myself on for long seasons of meditation or fasting or praying or inventing ideas or even believing ideas, even good and true ideas. It's God imparting his life to us. It's God giving himself to us. And, and when he does, he transforms us. We're something that we could not have been without him. When a person becomes a Christian, his life becomes something that we cannot account for in natural terms. It's not just an improvement of the old Joe. He's not simply a polished up version of his old self. He's someone who's new. Just this last week, someone was telling me the story they have come to the Lord, and as a result of coming to the Lord and been, being born again, they have been disowned by their family. He has a, another family member who also has come to the Lord, and they've also been disowned, and that family lives in a city that's further away. The other day, this man's father came looking for him, the one who had disowned him, found him, and was concerned because he had, he had heard through the grapevine a rumor that the 
other son or the other family that is also related to this father was destitute, that they were without money, they were without jobs, they were hurting and suffering, and he wanted to know, and that was kind of nice. He'd actually bought a box of clothes that he wanted to give to them, something to maybe be able to help them. So God was working a connection with them. But our brother here in the church was able to say, oh no, they're fine. The husband has a good job. He's working. They're, you know, they're being taken care of. He says, now the reason they came to me and the reason they suspected this might be true is because, just so you know, he says, this, this other brother had a reputation among everything that he was just an incredibly lazy person, right? But you know, he's not like that. He's a very industrious person now. He works hard and he labors and he's got a good job and I was able to say, oh, you know, he's not the same person he used to be. (laughs) You believe the rumor, but he's nothing like that. He's a hardworking, industrious fellow now. That's new life. That's new birth. When you ask a person to give their testimony of having been born again or having come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and they have a, a true and honest story to tell you, you can ask them how their belief and faith in the Lord Jesus changed their lives, what has changed their life since they've been saved, and their answer, if they have a right understanding, will, and not just understanding, but a right experience, they'll usually say something along these lines. Well, I was a hateful person, but now I feel love for everyone. I was a lazy person, but now I'm full of industry. I was a judgmental and suspicious person, but now I, I seem to be ruled by graciousness and hopefulness. I was a rebellious person who wanted to constantly explore the gray areas of life, and it's crazy, but now I'm kind of a black and white person who just wants to know what God's will is, and I want to do it, and... These are the kinds of things. I was a person who really had no appetite to read or study, and now I just can't stop reading my Bible. See what I'm saying here? Do you see the pattern here is that when God gives you new life and you're born again, you're not the person that you once knew. If you look back over your life, and maybe this isn't a bother to you right now because you kind of like yourself, but if you just see that you're just the same person all along and there's been no dramatic changes, well, that's what happens when you're born again. Life takes a shift. It takes a turn. It doesn't mean that your personality changes. That's all in place. But somehow there's something within you that God develops and God worked out because His life is in you that sends you on a trajectory of experience and character that you can't attribute to your own flesh at all. God is not improving us. He has transformed us. If a person says instead, well, you know, I'm more compassionate than I used to be. You know, I, I really was, I liked people, but I like them even more. I was always a good student, but now I, I really like to study. I was always generous, but I'm more generous. I was always forgiving, but I'm even more forgiving now. You know, I was always a person that was tenacious, but I feel like I have more tenacity. Well, they misunderstand at least, at the very least, they're misunderstanding the nature of the new birth. They're misunderstanding it. The nature of the new birth is not to make us better people, but to make us new people, to transform us. Let me just say a little word of advice to people who are Christians and they're living in the midst of family members who are not born again and they have a concern for them. You've become a Christian among them. Your life has been changed and let me give you a little advice. Do not think you have to bombard your family with your faith in order to blast down the walls of their unbelief. God has made you and remade you and your life. And I'm not saying not to speak to them and give truth to them, but just don't try to overwhelm them with your passion and your urgency. God has remade you and your life will speak 
along with your words, the message of transformation. They'll probably think this is just a passing fad. This is some psychological fixation, but time will show. Time will show that you've been transformed and changed. You're nothing like you would have been, and you'll be nothing like what you would have been if you've had Jesus in your life, and he's transformed you. I've heard multiple stories of individuals who've come back to family members who prayed to receive Christ, and years later, finally, after they've seen the evidence for a long period of time, have said, tell me what happened. Explain this to me. We've run the test in our observation, and there's got to be something more than what we thought it was. I was changed. Jesus came into my heart and changed me and transformed me into something new. Well, let's look at another thing here. This also means that this new birth makes us unlike anyone who hasn't been born again. Listen to that. This new birth makes us unlike anyone who has not been born again. I know that sounds arrogant. I know that it sounds as if we think we're better than others. I shouldn't probably put this sentence next to it. But it's the truth. We are unlike anyone else in a certain way. We've been born again. We have God transforming and living within us. It has been in the past that the testimony of the church has decided, you know, we're not reaching people, we're not relating to them, so my whole mission is to show people that I'm just like them, I'm no different. That's a bad evangelistic approach because if you've been born again, it's not true. You're different. Something's happened in you that makes you different from all the rest. The true Christian has the life of God in him. Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10. If you take your Bible there, I'd like to read it to you. It's one of my favorite passages. Actually, I like all of Colossians chapter 2. Those first 10 verses might be at the core and center of my whole comprehension and understanding of the Christian life. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says... Speaking of Jesus Christ, and relating the Lord Jesus Christ to the follower of Jesus Christ, to the believer in Jesus Christ, for in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. The Lord Jesus Christ is the epitome of all that God is. His infinite nature, His eternal nature, His changeless nature, His all-powerful nature, Everything that we say God is all, all wise, all holy, all good, everything that God is, all love, the Lord Jesus is all sovereign. The Lord Jesus is an absolute and complete fullness. In Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Look at the next verse. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. I have all of that. The born-again person has been made to be a new creature. His or her life is not explainable merely in natural terms. For this very reason, we stand out from the crowd. And others will notice it. We don't have to put it on parade. We don't actually have to dig down and find some sanctimonious posture, and we shouldn't. But if we're just letting Christ dominate and rule others will know it god is working in us molding us shaping us shifting in us a life this experience by the way will whether you know it or not bring you near to people but also create a kind of strange distance between them because you're different you are 
You're different even and should be different in the way you love them and your concern for them and your interest in them and the manner in which you communicate to them because you're communicating and living your life out of that fullness. We're talking about something other than a gleam in our eyes. We're, we're talking about a very real change. Look at your life before coming to Christ. There should be evidence that you're not who you once were. You've been changed. Your desires, your impulses, your longings have changed. It's not that you don't have sin temptations, but you hate them like you never hated them before. You've been changed. You're in a different direction altogether because you have a totally different nature. That's the new birth at play in our lives. Jesus is with us. He's in us. It makes us things that we couldn't be otherwise. Simple and common as we are, there's something uncommonly wonderful. Now this must never be a source of pride in our lives. It never must be a source of pride in our part. We are not to consider ourselves somehow better than others. We are not to be like the Pharisee who thanked God that he wasn't like that sinner over there. Actually, this new birth and this thing that we are that makes us unlike anyone else who doesn't have this experience in life should be a source of profound and utter humility because we know everything that's happened to us is by God's own doing. And anything that gives Him glory and honor is only expressed in the fact that we take no pride or no, take no credit, but we yield continually back humbly at His feet to let Christ be all that He wants to be in us. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.